It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dallas Cowboys fans want to win on Sunday. Washington Commanders fans want draft positioning. But they might also want to win because it's Dallas Cowboys. Who's going to get it? We'll tell you right now on this crossover episode of Locked On Cowboys, Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, sports fans? Welcome to the Crossover Thursday episode of Locked On Commanders, Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders and the Dallas Cowboys. Part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making either of us your first listens or your first views today and every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe to one or both shows for free on YouTube or wherever you're getting this podcast. I'm David Harris, and he's Marcus Mosier. I'm covering the Commanders. Marcus is covering the the, the Cowboys, the Cowboys. And we are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. As always, we appreciate the everydayers for coming through on a continued basis, like you do. This crossover Thursday episode brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. In this week's crossover, we're doing it like we do most of our crossovers. We're going to talk about what has to happen for the Dallas Cowboys to cover the spread, for the Washington Commanders to upset the 13-and-a-half-point spread that FanDuel currently has the Cowboys winning by, the matchups that are going to go into this weekend's contest, and we're starting off with the biggest stories surrounding each team. So, Marcus, one of our seasons is about to come to an end. I've already started some draft prep. I'm getting my senior ball plans put into place, and uh, you're getting ready for a postseason trip. So what is the biggest story going on for the Dallas Cowboys? By the way, I'm also getting ready for the Senior Bowl, which is so much nice. fun. We're like two, three weeks away. Can't wait for that. Uh, no, it's for the Cowboys. It's locking down this number two seat. I think for the last month or so, Cowboy fans have kind of thought that eh, probably going to be the five seed outside chance they can win the division. But now that the Eagles have slipped up and lost to the Cardinals, all the Cowboys have to do to be the number two seed and win the NFC East is beat the Washington Commanders on the road. I think that's easier said than done. We'll get into the spread and stuff, but uh, this is a road game. Cowboys have not been very good on the road this year. I believe they only have three road wins all season long. You're going on the road against the divisional opponent, and you and I were just chatting about the weather going into this game. Could be very likely going to be cold, could be rainy, could be snowy. Uh, the Cowboys, I'm not sure, are built to play that style of football. So can you go on the road in a game that you absolutely need against a team that's playing for nothing other than draft picks and beat them. I, I, we'll, we'll get into predictions and all that kind of stuff later, but it's this is a huge yeah. game for Dallas and their Super Bowl chances because, you know, they like if you're the number two seed, that means theoretically at least two games at home, potentially three. You avoid mm-hmm. playing the 49ers in the second round should you get past round one. It just makes things so much cleaner for the Cowboys to reach the NFC championship game. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. And, you know, for the, for the Washington commander side of things, the biggest story going on around the team is draft position. It's the future. It's the future of this team. Like that's the unfortunate situation that we're in here in week 18 of this season. There's no playoff opportunity. There's no playoff contention. There's really not even a whole lot of confidence in what is currently going on inside the locker room and inside the organization for the future. There's an expectation that come black Monday, there's going to be a clean sweep of this organization. And most, if not everybody is going to be uh, let go. I think the, the only one who's probably safe from being fired on Monday 
is assistant head coach, offense coordinator, Eric B mm-hmm. Man, I think that that's, there's two parts to that whole thing. One part of that is he's likely to get an interview opportunity with the Washington commanders for what's going to be their vacant head coaching position. But also even if the Washington commanders themselves, Josh Harris, new managing partner doesn't want to hire him. There's a possibility that he gets at least interviews for other head coaching opportunities. If he gets hired as an, as a head coach somewhere else, you get draft capital. So you're not going to fire him because if you fire him and he gets hired as a head coach, you get nothing. So you're going to at least hold on to him, uh, give him his opportunity to interview with the organization, give him his opportunity uh, to potentially find employment elsewhere. And maybe you can get a little bit of a benefit from what has really been a disastrous season. But inside the locker room, nobody cares about draft position. Nobody cares about where, you know, where Caleb Williams may or may not go home to the DMV this offseason or any of these other, other things. They are out there to play for each other. They're out there to play for pride. And I think that when you watch this Washington Commanders team, that is one thing at least that you can say about every single man that's been on the field. And there have been a lot of injuries. So there have been a lot of dudes rotating in and off or on and off the field. Um, and, and that is that they're all fighting to the end. And that's a very small consolation prize for a fan base that has been dying for a franchise quarterback, winning football, playoff appearance, all this stuff. But that is the truth inside the locker room. At least these guys are going to go down fighting. Whoever is dressed on Sunday against Dallas Cowboys, they're going to scrap. Ron Rivera talked about it on Tuesday uh, with in our latest press conference with him. This is a classic rivalry. Like this is this is one of those sports rivalries. It's Yankees, Red Sox, it's Buckeyes, Wolverines, like Cowboys and Washington. You know, unfortunately, now that's how we have to talk about it. But that rivalry is is massive, and to be a part of that, and that's kind of the message that Ron Rivera is delivering is. Being a part of that rivalry is a privilege. It's something that needs to be taken Mm -hmm. seriously, something that needs to be kind of revered uh, if you get the opportunity to do that. And that's exactly what these guys are going to do. They're going out there looking to put a whooping on the Dallas Cowboys. And if there's bad weather, Marcus, that you're right, that does play into the hands of the Washington Commanders, who there's your next biggest storyline for this game. Have the one of the one of the best yards per carry averages in the National Football League, yet one of the worst yards per game averages. In the football, in the National Football League, because in rushing, because Eric Bieniemy is a self-admitted sellout as a running back, does not want to run the ball. Bad weather pretty much means you have to run the ball. You have to. Uh, I, I got a question really quickly for you. So you mentioned that it's going to be likely a clean slate. Ron Rivera is going to be gone. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder how like the front office handles this week because they have some guys that are banged up and that could potentially play in this game. Do you just yeah. tell them like? Hey, Andrew Wiley, like we don't really we don't need you to rush back for week 18, a meaningless week 18. Just we want you to be healthy going into the offseason. They know the value of this number two pick because I believe that's where Washington is slated to draft right now, assuming they don't win on Sunday. There's just different goals from the front office and the coaching staff. Ron Rivera doesn't care about the number two pick because he's not going to be here to make it. So how does how is that going to weigh out like? Do you think the front office is going to tell some of these guys that, hey, just stay healthy this week and let's get to the offseason? You know, I don't think they necessarily will. I think that Josh Harris and especially Magic Johnson, like Magic Johnson, when he came in and, you know, Magic is a minority owner and he's one of the like minority of the minority owners. But let's be honest, he brings the most social clout, right? Like he's the most recognizable face in this group. So obviously everybody wants to hear from him. And he's talked about nothing but trying to put together a winner. Like he didn't get into the NFL to just make money. Everybody makes money in the NFL. It doesn't matter who you what team you own. But he got into the NFL because he wants to win. He wants to compete. He wants to win. Josh Harris is a fan of this franchise from the days that he grew up. He remember he shared stories with us of being a kid walking up to RFK Stadium uh, just in awe of what was going on in, in, inside there during those time periods. So he's a fan of this franchise. So I think like Ron Rivera 
Like they understand that this rivalry is important no matter what the records are. So they're going to want to win. Plus, I just I just feel like as new ownership, like that's not the pace you want to set for your new franchise. On top of that, Ron Rivera was actually, um, you know, we, we, we've talked to Ron Rivera about that kind of kind of thing. He's kind of basically let us know that if that conversation was going on uh, inside the building to him, that he wouldn't be around anymore. Like that's not something that he's going to stand for. And, and for everything, maybe Ron Rivera isn't as an NFL coach and all these other things. I do believe him to be a man of integrity. So I think that that's, you know, that's something that you could basically uh, hang your hat on. Now, as far as, you know, players coming back, I mean, he's pretty much already let us know that, the guys that we've seen out for the last you know couple weeks or so are probably going to remain out. So I think Andrew Wiley, your right tackle, probably still misses this game. Charles Leno Jr. probably still misses this game. Nick Gates is going to be your starting center, and your secondary is going to continue to be a rotation of mostly backup players and then first and second round draft picks this year in Cam Curl, Fuller, who's on right. an expiring contract. Um, the the thing, huh? What about Fuller playing in the slot? Yeah, I, mean, I don't expect Kendall Fuller. I mean, the way that I'm entering this week, and you know, we've, we've got to see the early injury reports. The way I'm entering this week is anybody that didn't play last weekend, I don't expect them to play this weekend. And, and, and that actually is kind of to your point because if we go to last year, Taylor yeah. Heineke was supposed to start this Cowboys game, very same week, very same playoff situation for the Washington Commanders, and he basically went to Ron Rivera and said, "Hey, Sam deserves an opportunity to get the full game." So that's what they did. That's the story. I'm going to tell you right now, my internal belief is Taylor Heineke basically went to Ron Rivera and said, hey, dude, my contract expires after this game. I don't know if you're bringing me back. I'm not going out there for half a game, maybe getting injured. I need to make sure I get paid this offseason. Put the guy you've already got under contract in the game and give him the opportunity. That's what they did. So this team is not averse to protecting people's futures on top of it. And that plays a big part of this, too. Like, you know, I... I don't. I think Cowboy fans would be very happy if Andrew Wiley and Fuller and, and and Leno didn't play because it just gives them a little bit easier path to to winning this game. But the Commanders also have to protect their franchise and protect their future assets. There's mm-hmm. there's no reason to play Andrew Wiley if he's only fifty percent healthy in a game that doesn't matter. So just kind of keep an eye on the injury reports as we get yep. further along in the week. Yeah, absolutely. Injury reports are going to be interesting, and I mean, you know. There were there were a couple of guys that weren't on the injury reports all week, and then on on Friday they were they were uh, they were declared out for the game. So it, it's it's an interesting time of year, uh, regardless. But we're going to talk about some of these matchups, some of these players who may be on the field, may not be on the field, and how that's going to determine who wins this weekend's game. Coming up next on this crossover Thursday episode of Locked On Commanders and Locked On Cowboys, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we always get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Maybe you finally organized one part of your space and you want to tackle another one, or maybe you're taking supplements every morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast on top of it or improve your workout program on top of what you're already doing. Well, therapy will help you find your strengths, appreciate your strengths, so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that will actually stick and help you build upon the success you've already had. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you switch therapists anytime you need to for no additional charge. So celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Thanks again for making Locked On Cowboys, Locked On Commanders your first listen to your first views today and every day, every day. Thanks as always for coming through on a regular basis like you do. Don't forget Locked On has also launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every single league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Biggest matchups, most important players in this one. Marcus, like you mentioned, uh, the Washington Commanders expected to be without a a solid, solid roster of guys uh, that even for a losing team are still pretty, pretty, uh, pretty important players. Like you mentioned, Kendall Fuller is a guy that I don't expect personally to be on the field uh, this weekend. But what are the biggest matchups you're looking at for this Dallas Cowboys team coming into the weekend? I just look at the best players uh, for Washington. It's Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. And I know they haven't had the seasons that many people were anticipating but they're still really good players. And Cowboys offensive line is a little bit beat up in this game. And we just we talked about the weather. You're going to have to be able to run the ball. Cowboys left guard Tyler Smith suffered a foot injury last week. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't anticipate that he's going to play this week. I, I know there's been some talk that he may be able to play through the foot injury. I think the smart bet is for the Cowboys to give him the week off and then hope that he's better uh, by the time the playoffs come which means it's probably going to be TJ Bass, an undrafted free agent from Oregon playing left guard. And Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen are really, really good, and they can mess up your run game. So I'm curious to see how the undrafted free agent does against these two Pro Bowl defensive tackles. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially, yeah, like you said, they have an, a UDFA out there. That's going to be obviously a spot that Washington Mary's defense is going to want to hone in on. And, and oddly enough, this defense has actually played fairly, I don't want to say fairly well, but at least better. They've only given up 30 points in one game in the last few weeks, and and that's something they were doing on a very regular basis before Thanksgiving, uh, the last time the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Commanders met in the game that ultimately led to Jack Del Rio's dismissal. So this defense has actually been playing uh, improved ball, I think, when you couple it with the offensive struggles. You, you probably give the defense a little bit of a buy for some of those points that are being scored because you know any defense that spends uh, as much time on the field as they have lately is going to start giving up points. That's just the nature of the beast and, mm-hmm. and fatigue and all that stuff is going to set. And I think that we're going to stick on the defensive side of the ball for, for my biggest matchup. And I'm looking at Emmanuel Forbes, uh, the first round draft pick. And again, he's been dealing with an elbow injury and, you know, who knows, like you said, maybe they decide to shut him down and say, you know what, let's, let's worry about our future more than we're worried about our today. And he's not even going to play. So again, keep an eye on those injury reports, but I'm going to go into this conversation thinking that he's going to get uh, burned here in this last matchup. And if you're Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys, anytime you do pass the ball again, weather permitting, um, I think you have to look at number 13. I think you're, you're being irresponsible as a, as a quarterback, as an offensive play caller, coordinator, receiver, tandem, whatever you want to call it. If you're not, because he's just proven this season that he is uh, very much in the infancy of his NFL development. And while he's certainly developing and continuing uh, to try to, to try to show that growth, uh, anytime you can get a guy like say CD lamb one-on-one, with a guy like Emmanuel Forbes, I think you're going to test that matchup uh, as much as possible. And 
you know, uh, we'll see what happens there. But on the offensive side of things, Marcus, I'm looking at Terry McLaurin because Terry McLaurin is trying to do something that no Washington receiver has ever done with another thousand yard season this year. He will have uh, the most consecutive. And I think he only needs 54 yards on the number right in front of me. But I want to say it's 54 yards. And that kind of begs the question. I've actually kind of internally thought about this. So it's funny that you bring it up. If Terry McLaurin gets that 55th yard. Do they shut him down? Because, I mean, number 17, like he's 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 your golden goose. You know what I mean? Like he's the guy that, you know, even in the struggles and all that stuff, we're always like, okay, let's look to Terry to, to help us dig out of this hole. Let's look to Terry to help us in this comeback. Let's look to Terry to secure this victory. Terry McLaurin is kind of that do-it-all guy for the Washington Commanders. So he gets that 55th yard. You might just call it a season. Yeah, Terry McLaurin is somebody who has historically played pretty well against the Cowboys whenever he's not going up against Trayvon Diggs. So that matchup always makes me a little bit nervous. But on the other side, Deron Bland, we remember the last time these two Mm -hmm. teams played, Deron Bland had a pick six in the second half of that Mm -hmm. game. If the weather's kind of crappy and the, the footing's not great, how often is Sam Howell or Jacoby Brissett gonna wanna challenge Bland on the outside? And that leads me to my other matchup. It's whatever quarterback against this Cowboys pass rush. Uh, You mentioned the offensive line injuries. Pretty good chance, I would say, that both commander's tackles are out of this one. Uh, That's probably bad news against Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons. So does Ron Rivera go with Sam Howe, who has a little bit more mobility, or does he go with somebody like Jacoby Brissett, who can stand in the pocket and make throws? I'm curious as to who you believe is going to start, because we know last week, Brissett was slated to start, didn't start yeah. because of the injury. What do you think is going to happen? And that's the tricky part, right? Because as people are watching this crossover Thursday episode, there is going to be a quarterback that is identified to be the starter. And I believe truly that if Jacoby Brissett is healthy, that he's the starting quarterback. Because, again, you go back to the whole reasoning behind benching Sam Howell fully in the first place. It's not just that he was playing poorly. It's why he was playing poorly. This is a, this is a young quarterback who's getting out of the pocket with no pressure. You know what I mean? He's throwing the ball with inaccuracy when he's really got nobody near him to cause him to throw the ball with inaccuracy to, to put it uh, bluntly. He's seeing ghosts, right? A, a phrase that has been around NFL quarterback circles for decades, but Sam Darnold, I think really made the most popular in, in public circles while he was still with the New York jets. And now everybody knows what it means, but that's really what's happening is he's seeing ghosts. He's, he's feeling the pressure before the pressure is really there. And, and that's something that, you know, we always say in, in football as well, pressure is cumulative and it's not just inside one game. It's, it's all season long. So when you got a quarterback that's been hit as much as Sam has and pressure as much as Sam has, and some of that is on him. Some of it's on the offensive line. Some of it's on play calling, you know, everybody's got a piece of the pie to share in that. You are bound to eventually get to this point where you have a young quarterback that simply his internal alarms go off before they really actually but, need to. And, but what's, and that's that's what you see on the film when you turn on Sam. What's the point of starting Jacoby Brissett in week 18 when Sam Howe started the whole season? Why not just give Sam Howe the last start and then just kind of reevaluate things this offseason? I, I, I guess I'm confused. As, what's the benefit for Brissett and what's the benefit for the commanders to have him start this week? Yeah, so the, the benefit really is for is for Sam and potentially the commander's organization, if you so believe there's a future there. And, and, uh, and you know, that's a whole other layered conversation of how Josh Harris is going to pursue this hiring process. Like if if Josh Harris comes into this thing saying, hey, Sam is our 2024 quarterback. What is your plan to make that work? And that's how I'm going to hire or, OK, what's your plan as you see our team quarterback irrelevant? You know, I mean, that's that's a whole different thing. But for Ron Rivera, like 
you know, as much as we don't think coaches do this, and I think, I think, I think, uh, uh, was it Mike Fisher from the St. Louis or Los Angeles Rams? Uh, it was Coach Fisher, Jeff Fisher, Jeff Fisher. Uh, you know, well, it was like two years later. He's like, oh, you know, well, a lot of those guys that won the Super Bowl were on my roster, guys. So I helped build that. That's that's how these guys think. Like that's that's part of your legacy. So if three years from now the Washington Commanders are winning NFC East division titles and going to the playoffs with Sam Howell as the quarterback, Ron Rivera is going to hang his hat on that Howell hook and say. I put that guy in place. So that's really where the benefit comes in for Sam Howell. Like his development trajectory has just bottomed out. Like it's just, it's just down to the floor and about as deep as you can get. And honestly, I don't know that there's any positives to be taken from the rest of the season. I think putting him out there, you're at a much greater likelihood of stacking more negative experiences than you are putting some positives on top of those negatives. And that's why the benefit to pull Sam Howell is there. The benefit for Jacob, Jacoby Brissett, as far as I'm concerned, the benefit that he could get from this season is already there. Uh, the near comeback win against the Rams, the near comeback win against the New York Jets, the performances that he's been able to put on uh, with this offense that's generally underperformed. Other NFL teams are seeing that. So if he wants the opportunity to go be a bridge quarterback somewhere, he's already got that tape. So it's really not about benefiting Jacoby as much as it is about protecting Sam and potentially the future of the organization if they decide to stick with Sam next year as their starting quarterback. And I think that's why uh, they do it. But again, hamstring injuries, man. I mean, Jacoby, you know, just like last year or last week, he'd be the starter Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then not the starter on Sunday. Well, and that's the other thing is he's already not very mobile to begin with. I mean, he's fantastic at the quarterback sneaks, but he's a quarterback that just doesn't really get outside the pocket. If he's got a hamstring injury that's limiting him at all, especially mm-hmm. with that offensive line that could be without several starters, are you putting him in harm's way, kind of going into this game? Be interesting to see what Ron Rivera decides. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting storyline to watch as we get towards the weekend. What has to happen for the Dallas Cowboys to prevent the upset? What's got to happen for the commanders to ruin the Cowboys party? That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Cowboys, Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs knows that your small, your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. No, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place for you to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. And that's why 86, and that's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats that they may not have time or resources to hire. So thankfully, they've made the process intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Wrapping up this crossover Thursday episode, locked on Cowboys, locked on Commanders, and Marcus. I checked while the uh, the uh, the ad message was was running there, and as of right now, we still don't have any leaks on which quarterback is going to be. So at the time of this recording, we're not 100 percent sure. But like I said, I think if Jacoby is healthy, 
And that's a relative term. Like you just pointed out, uh, he does play. If not, then I do believe they'll start Sam Howell. Although to me, and I, this is a little bit of a hot take uh, that I've, I've actually floated past some other media members and they're like, bro, you're, you're crazy. I was like, I know I'm crazy, but that's okay. I like to think outside the box. If you're really trying to protect Sam Howell, uh, Jake Fromm is a veteran. I'm not saying. Yeah, you know, we'll take that. Cowboy fans you know, would love to see Jake Fromm. Yeah, I, I like Jake Fromm. I do. So I'm like, I'm not trying to be mean and be like, hey, bro, good luck. Good luck out there no, with, with two backup tackles. Cowboy but, fans uh, will be happy with Lucas that. actually played pretty well uh, in the time that he's had. Uh, as well, Trent Scott, not as much. So that's probably where you're, you're you're more worried at the right tackle spot than anything else. But just stand behind Sam Cosme. Sam Cosme's been, you know, Pro Bowl caliber this year. I don't know that he'll get that kind of recognition because of what the team is going through. But Sam Cosme, just stand behind Sam and, you, and you'll be all right, Jake. Yeah. Um, but what has to go right, Marcus? The Cowboys are favored by 13 and a half on FanDuel. Um, same spread that the 49ers had last weekend. Uh, what has to go right for the Dallas Cowboys? Or what what can't they have go wrong, maybe, uh, to prevent the, the commander's upset? The Cowboys have only played one semi-bad weather game this year, and that was when in Buffalo, and it really wasn't all that bad of weather. It There was a light mist. It was cold. It was a little bit windy, and they got run all over in that game. That's what can't happen in this one. They've got to be able to stop the run, and I think regardless of who is at quarterback for the commanders, you're going to see them try to run the ball on Dallas, and the Cowboys can't afford to let the commanders just rip off long runs, consistently be ahead of the chains. The way the Cowboys win this game is they get the commanders in third and long where they have to throw the ball and they have to take these true pass sets with the backup tackles. That's how the Cowboys win this game. They get an early lead. They make this a passing game for the commanders. But the longer Washington can hang around because of the run game, the better chance they will have at stealing this game at home. I expect the Cowboys to try to load the box early to force the commanders to try to throw the ball down the field because they know getting run on it's probably going to be what ends ends up you know making them lose this game. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think for the Washington commanders to pull off the upset, it's playing clean football. You know what I mean? And I'm kind of stealing that from Jacoby Brissett uh, while he was preparing to start against the 49ers last week. That's what he kept preaching is play clean, play clean, play clean. And, you know, the the most frustrating thing, I think, for Commanders fans watching this team this season is that this roster is not on is not devoid of talent. You know what I mean? Like this team actually has ability. Like they put up 30 points, 30 plus points since Philadelphia Eagles uh, twice. And this is the the 10 and one on their way to 10 and one Philadelphia Eagles, not the the uh, what one in five or so Philadelphia Eagles that we've been seeing lately. This is before all the, the wheels kind of started to come off of that team. And, you know, we've seen this team put up a good amount of points. We've seen this team give up a good amount of points, but we've also seen this team just completely shoot themselves in the foot. And, and more often than not, when they're losing games, it's not a tip. It's not typically a situation where both teams play clean football. One team is just better than the other. And that's really what it boils down to. You see drop passes when the quarterback is accurate, when the receivers aren't dropping passes, the quarterback's inaccurate or, or getting sacked. And when none of those things are happening, they're turning the ball over. So playing clean football uh, is really kind of the key to this whole thing. The cleanest players they've had on the field all season long, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Brian Robinson Jr. Rely on those three guys in this game, and that is your your blueprint to defeating the Dallas Cowboys. On the defensive side of things, uh, you know you just go right back to that San Francisco 49ers game. If you give if you can give up less than eight explosive plays in a game, then I think you can truly stay within striking range of most NFL offenses. Uh, last year they, or last week against the Niners, they gave up exactly eight. And when you go back to the first half. Clean football from the Washington Commanders offense. Not perfect, but clean football. They're only down three entering entering the locker room. Come out in the second half, unclean football from the offense. The defense has, has to give up a little bit more because they're on the field too long, and you end up with a double-digit digit loss. So I think really 
as as boring as that sounds, that's really the key to this whole thing. Play clean, and you should be competitive in this matchup, really any matchup, but especially this one this week. And I'll just say for the Cowboys, it's all about starting fast. The, when they get early leads and they go down on the first drive and score points, they're generally yeah. pretty good. I, they, they're just one of these teams that has a snowball effect. Once they build some confidence, they can get a lead. The defense starts to play better. The offense plays with more confidence. They're really hard to beat. Where they get in trouble is when things don't exactly go to plan. And all of a sudden, you're down six points going into halftime. Or, you know, you, hey, you're down nine points in the third quarter. Can you overcome that? Uh, they're just really not built to play that style of football. And I know that seems weird for a team that might be the number two seed in the NFC. But this just feels like a game to me, David, where if the Cowboys score touchdowns on the first two drives and it's 14-0, I don't want to say that Washington's going to lay down. But if you can flip that compared to the other side where, hey, it's it's a tie game going into halftime. You're going to keep Washington alive, and they're going to be fighting really hard to get this last win of the season. If you're a Cowboy fan, what you would love to see is them bury this Commanders team early, maybe rest some guys in the third and fourth quarter. Do not let the Commanders hang around, hang around any longer than they need to. Yeah, I'm actually interested to see if the Commanders do something to prevent the, the Dallas Cowboys from knowing what's going on in the Eagles-Giants matchup at the same time. But again, like you mentioned... I think it'd be better for Dallas. Cowboys, to be honest, it might be Cowboys better for the be Cowboys. Worried. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Cowboys be should be worried about it. It's worried about yeah. winning your matchup. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like that's Yeah, that actually might be better for... I don't know if the Eagles are winning. Maybe start throwing some highlights on the Jumbo Jumbotron <laughs> and FedEx and just kind of show the go, hey, look what the Eagles are doing. I don't know. It's, go. it's interesting, man. This kind of year is always wild. Uh, either way... Uh, Marcus Moser, Locked On Cowboys. You guys are going to be covering playoff football uh, this time next week. Locked On Commanders. You guys know what it is. We're already talking head coach, GM searches, draft stuff. We're going to continue doing this. It's going to go into overdrive starting next week. But we do have this game. So thank you for everybody who did come over for this crossover Thursday episode of Locked On Cowboys, Locked On Commanders. Every dayers, we appreciate your support through all of the ups and downs uh, in an NFL season brings to uh to fans mostly locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube so make sure you go to locked on sports today and get your 24 7 coverage of the top sports stories go to youtube subscribe to that channel right now or just stick right here and we'll send you over as soon as we're done coming up marcus and i each have another episode dropping before this game kicks off on sunday so make sure you come back for that as always thanks so much for making us your first listen your first view today and every day for Marcus Moser. I'm David Harris. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind. We'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Commanders, both of us part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.